Coming live from Los Angeles, California, USA is our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Seth Elliott Santoro, and he is an intuitive leadership expert, healer, reframer, and spinologist, an HR advisor. Welcome to the show, Seth. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. A very warm welcome from a very, very warm Delhi. It is a bit cold here, but we Delhi lives are most of mostly we are very warm in that thing. And so that means, you know, the cold does not mean much to us. We take care of it and it takes care of us. <laughs> so welcome once again. Seth, Thank we you. will be talking about, as the topic says, how to heal productively and efficiently. But first of all, uh, Seth, who needs this sort of healing? Who needs healing in today's time? I mean, I think everyone needs it. I think that we all have lots of challenges and traumas and obstacles that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I think there are also those from our past that we just cannot move forward. Um, and it affects our lives. And, you know, I believe that if we all spent more time on healing, then the world would be a completely different and changed place, hopefully for the better with more kindness, more compassion and more peace building. Okay. Okay. So, let me ask you this way. Your dream is to, you know, to be a spiritual advisor to presidents and prime ministers around the world. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll start from there. Why, why is it so? Why straightway from the presidents and prime ministers? Do they also need healing? Absolutely. They all need, they all need lots of help, all the help they can get. You know, it's for millennia. Uh, prime ministers and presidents and leaders around the world have have had their psychic advisors and their spiritual advisors. And I wanted, I, I thought I wanted to be an actor and singer and change the world that way, you know, in my 20s. But I realized that I want... You can, you can still be. You are a handsome man. You can still be. <laughs> and, and along with that, it is, you know, uh, people, a lot of people do several things at the same time. So you got a lot of time in your hands still, my my friend. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, I learned, though, that I want to help people that have direct contact with hundreds and, and millions or billions of people. So when I say my vision is to inspire one billion people to heal and smile from the inside, I really mean it. I really, And that's why I want to work with prime ministers and presidents and leaders, because they have they have a direct effect on everyone in their countries, in their lands in their cities, states, provinces. Right, right. So let's talk about healing in personal life, healing. Is there healing also in businesses? Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. I tend to believe that any type of loss can be, needs to be healed. Right. So if you're passed over at work for if someone else gets a job and you don't or if you're let go or even sometimes if you're quit, there's there's a loss there and you're and you're you get to grieve the people, you get to grieve the organization. So also when you get really upset, if someone's not, you know, we all get frustrated with people we work with from time to time and learning how to overcome that and get over that and move forward with 
without, I mean, because I'm an HR advisor, I can say this, but without animosity or without feelings and emotions around it is so important for us. Okay. Okay. So now let's so take both the things. One is the personal, okay. personal lives, you know, in terms of relationship with whoever that are around us or in the past. And then there is the business part of it. Let's take the first, firstly, the personal part. Why is it that people who look very happy may not be happy and they don't know? So that is why my first question was, who needs healing? How do I know that I need healing? Is it because I keep on thinking about something? Does that mean that I need healing? Or is it something else? Uh, that needs to be taken care of. Like, if you say that you want to be an advisor to presidents and prime ministers, even if you don't reach them and they know that they need that advice, they will certainly reach out. Is it that people do not know where they stand in terms of how they look at the world? Or is it that somebody needs to tell them something else? Some parameters are there that one can evaluate themselves with and come out to know whether they are actually happy or they need healing. How do you look at that? Several questions at the same time, Seth. I know. But, I got you it. Know, you can respond at your own pace. I got it. I think I, I think I can answer all of them. I believe that it's all the above. I believe that there are people out there who don't know they need healing. Um, it, it Because they have triggers, right? Everyone has triggers. And I think the more triggers you have and the more trigger you, the more triggered you are, it's more indicative of other things going on and other challenges going on. I believe that those people that don't know do not have the level of awareness that I believe we all get to have. And we all really like, that's my goal. And my ambition is to have everyone feel more self-awareness so that they understand what's going on inside. The, and yes, there are people who are, I mean, you know, I smile all the time. I'm super happy on calls, you know, but I still have issues that I'm working on, right? We're all works in progress. But I believe that when it affects you and, and affects those around you, for example, at work, there's someone that just can't get past themselves and they make everyone's life harder. They, you know, they might not know there's something wrong and they might be miserable, but everyone around them would be like, wow, that guy has some issues, right? So that's where the self-awareness comes in to that. And that's where he def this person would definitely need healing on some, in some level or definitely some awareness work. I think I answered all your questions. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. But then how does one person know whether uh, he or she needs healing or is it a need of a therapist? How does one differentiate there? Well, I mean, I think there are so many ways to work on your own emotional healing, right? I think there are therapists, there are coaches, there are friends, there are family members, you know. Um, I think how do we know? I think if we can't, it's easy to know when we can't get past something. Like I have certain things that have happened in my life that 20 years later, I still can't get past. Not many, because I've done a lot of work on myself, but there are those few items. And then there are items that I didn't even know I needed to work on, 
you know, like let's say I'm married to a man and sometimes we have issues and sometimes, sometimes I get triggered and it's because of something that happened maybe 15, 20 years ago. I totally believe in therapy. I, I, I had been in therapy for about 17, 18 years. Uh, and now I work with coaches because I find them to be more uh, my style in terms of let's, let's, let's talk about what you need to hear, not what you want to hear and let's move you forward. And that's where I come in. So If you're struggling with something and you just can't get past it, that's a definite um, need and a definite kind of like sign that you need some healing to, or to do some healing. I also believe that if you, excuse me, sorry, if you also um, are being triggered a lot by various things, I think you might want to look into that. And also... Or lastly, I'll say, if you if you are the common denominator in a lot of the messiness or chaos that's happening in your life or drama that's happening in your life, perhaps you might want to look into yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so now coming to the business part, you okay. uh, you are a business coach. You are an HR advisor. Where is the intuitive business coach part come in? And where is that healing part here? What One is that business is about profits and losses. How does a person like you uh, come into that whole process? Where is it? Is it that entrepreneurs or um, top managers, CEOs, they need to see things uh, in a perspective that helps them move away from any incident of uh, of loss or anything and then take care of business in the right perspective. Help us understand this part of the healing in our business processes. Sure. The way that it all came about was I, I had been in HR. I've been in corporate America for over 20 years. I had been a coach, an executive coach for over 15 years, a couple this is a couple years back. And then I started to develop my psychic gifts about 10 years ago. So over the past couple of years, I've really formed a way to culminate all of those together into what I call executive coaching with a flair or with an intuitive flair. And that's where the intuitive business coaching started, right? When we're dealing with executives, CEOs, what have you, everything comes up. So they can be talking about time management issue or an employee relations issues and everything comes up, but they're always usually, I'm sorry, they're usually triggered by something. And then we explore where that comes from. Um, I've had conversations. And then also I've had conversations with people where they're getting anxiety and nervous about a, 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 mo- a meeting with a board that's coming up. And I can literally kind of walk them through, okay, here are the people that are going to be in there. And they don't tell me anything. I just say, there's going to be three or four people in there. There's going to be a a more feminine person who wants you to focus more on facts. There's going to be a a more masculine person in there that wants to focus purely on numbers. There's another person. So I can literally kind of lay out the room for them. So the idea is I'm giving them as much information beforehand that they should know and that they, so that they can prepare better. So what I like my, my, my soundbite, if you will, is I help, you know, game changers, heal their inner strife, reframe their present, make more intuitive choices and build better legacies. And that's really, especially in business, 
when people are creating and building better legacies, they're also affecting the future of everyone around them. So the people that work for them, their families, their friends, and anyone affected by the products that they're creating or the services that they're creating. Does that all make sense? Of course, of course, okay. of course. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to grasp as much as possible and make myself happier in the process. You know, I'm happy to learn <laughs> all these things. And actually, I am, uh, you know, smiling from inside. That is what your attempt are to inspire the world, to heal and therefore smile from inside. But for simplification of everybody else, what does smiling from inside mean? Means a lot of people keep on happy, smiling. What is the destination of smiling from inside? How do we how do people know whether they have reached that point? I believe that smiling from the inside is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and it's, it's, it, it com it's comprised by a bunch of choices and decisions that you make in your life. It's not that you're smiling and happy all the time. That's really not what smiling from the inside. It means that you've done the work. It means that you are less triggered. It means that you have found ways to live a more balanced, a more creative and a more fulfilling life. So do things annoy me? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean, and, and of course I'm down from time to time, right? Like this week, sometimes getting up the brand new year, I'm like, yay, 2023. And then I get up and I'm like, oh, 2023, you know? So it does not mean that I'm smiling and happy all the time. What it means is I, I find ways to seek joy and I find ways to be grateful for what I have. And I find ways to spread compassion and kindness. That's, that's what smiling from the inside is. It's a, it's a lifestyle choice. It's not a, it's not really a destination. It's just a way to be and a way to live. Right. Right. And then you have the smile method for healing from the obstacles. Can you share about that? Yes. So the smile method uh, is a five-step kind of guide or, or program. It's designed to increase your awareness so much. So when you're going through grief or loss, that you understand that there is hope to heal and emotionally overcome what you've gone through. So the S is for shock. Everyone knows what shock is. Um, I don't need to explain that. M is mock acceptance, a word I invented. It's part denial, part acceptance. So those are the days when you wake up, like let's say, unfortunately, someone passes or someone dies in your life. The next day you wake up and you're feeling, why am I feeling okay with what's going on? You know, and you, but you have logistics to get done. You have a lot of things to plan. You have a lot of things to do. And then the three days later, you can't get out of bed because you're so, you're so into your grief. So it's that dichotomy of getting through what you need to get through. And also it, it's the mind's way of kind of allowing time, I think for the mind, the body, body, mind, and soul to understand what has just happened from the shock that you just went through. Then we have I for in overwhelmed them. So after the mock acceptance period ends, that's when essentially I always tell people that it's the moment where you sit Shiva for seven days, everyone leaves your house. That's when you collapse on the couch. And that's when you just, you just lose it. You're sad. You're depressed. You're angry. You're frustrated. You feel all the emotions. And it's so important to feel those emotions because without going through those emotions, you will never get to the other side of grief and you will never get to the other side of emotionally overcoming what's going on. Um, L is for learning. So learning is about reflection. It's about gaining that 
profound and deep insight from what you've gone through. Um, whether it be a death, whether it be leaving a job, or it be, whether it be losing a job, there's always insight or a relationship. There's always great insight into that. Um, <clears throat> and I think most people actually get stuck in the learning part because they don't take the time. They've probably done a lot of feeling and, emo and, and having a lot of emotions, but they don't take the time to understand and reflect upon everything that they could learn from the situation. And finally, I feel like E is for embrace. Now, if you're talking about Dr. Kubler-Ross's, you know, from 1969, her five stages of death, dying, and loss, it's kind of an update to that. And I don't think that acceptance is enough anymore. I think we live in the 21st century and we must embrace what happened to us. And embracing what happened to us, what happens to us, is about being grateful, being blessed for what happened, or even with death, it's about wow, like I'm so glad they, they're no longer suffering. And I'm so glad that I had the 15 years, the 20 years, the 30 years with them. And I'm so glad they're in a better place. Um, so, or even embracing, you know, I believe that when a child passes, that's the most challenging of all, of all losses. And I tell people, if you can get to a point where you can use their death and take advantage and, and create good and create and create a better world from however it happened. That's what embracing is all about. So that's the S-M-I-L-E method. And I believe that the smile method is more for current traumas, obstacles, and challenges in your life, not necessarily past ones that are haunting you still. This is for more what's going on now, like you're not so distant past, you're present, and you're not so distant future. Right. And for the past ones, and for once and all, you've got the grace method. Yeah. Why, why would not people choose the grace method and only the smile method? Firstly, tell us about the grace method. And okay. then why would choose people choose only, uh, only, only the current obstacles? Just help us understand that. If sure, can. sure. So you want me to talk about the grace method first and then explain what? Yeah. What the, okay. Yeah. So the grace the method. Way feel, the way you feel comfortable. That's, that's <laughs> so no. it's probably easier to explain it and then talk about the differences. Right. So the grace method is again, an awareness, and it's a five-step program or process of how to essentially get over what's happened to you for so long that you just can't get past. So the G is for going deep, because I believe, and, and going deep, by the way, has, has three parts to it. So number one is telling your story as dramatic as you want to, because we're all drama queens at the end of the day we all like to exaggerate what has happened to us the world the world is a stage and we are all actors and exactly all... <laughs> exactly so going to so number one is to tell your story the way that you would always tell it the way that you want to tell it you, your side completely the second way to tell it which is way more challenging is to tell it from the other person involved or from the other if it's a company you tell it from the company's purview if you take it if it was a relationship you tell it from the other person's purview because their perception will give you further insight into what you're going through. So the third part of this is essentially melding those two stories in together. And that's where I think the responsibility, the R for responsibility and accountability come into play. Because without taking accountability and responsibility for your part in whatever happened, you will never move forward. I, and I, I think that's where everyone gets stuck really is taking that responsibility and accountability. Then we move on to, so once you've taken accountability and responsibility, then you can move on to the activating of emotions. So similar to in overwhelmed them, 
You must go through these emotions. You must feel it. Um, and, and where I want to go with this too, is that it's so important to share your story, especially when you're trying to heal something from the past, to share your story as much as possible. So that brings us from the A, which is activate your emotions to the C, which is compassion. And it's compassion and forgiveness, but it's compassion and forgiveness for not just the other party or the other person involved. It's also for yourself. In fact, I would say it's probably more important to forgive yourself sometimes because I've held it, I've held on to things for years and years and years, and I've forgiven the other person years and years ago, but I never forgave myself. And that's something that actually came out as I was reading, writing this book a couple of years ago. So again, we're all works in progress. So after compassion then becomes evolution. So to evolve, right? Almost to embrace and accept what's going on, but it's to evolve and become a better person and make different choices moving forward. So the reason I think the two are extremely separate in ways, and one is for the past, one is for current, is because when you're dealing with past traumas or obstacles, they have haunted you for years, and you have cemented in your mind your version of what happened, not the other side, not the other person involved, your version of what's happened. And you have cemented that over and over again. And you've told the same story over and over again. So this is, it's a, it's kind of a, I'm trying to think it's, it brings chaos to the brain and to the heart and to the mind and the body and soul. And that's where I think the work is, is destroying what you thought you knew and then learning a new way around it. Okay. Not around okay. it, but a, learning another way to handle, perceive, because when we when we know better, we do better, and when we gain more insight from our past, we can really shift a lot in our lives. Because those past things that have never been healed trigger. So we are tr- so triggered in our current life more than we even give ourselves credit for. So. It's, and that's why I say healing once and for all, because will it, will you always be healed? And will, you know, will you forever think about in a different light? I believe you will forever think about that in a different light. You may still be triggered, but you will recognize it quickly and be like, no, that's the story I used to tell myself, not the story I'm telling myself now. Okay. Okay. So sometimes it's easy to forgive others, but difficult to forgive yourself. And what about... Uh, if somebody else has passed away, you go they, they go to the other world. You are a psychic medium. Yes. You are a life and death expert. Uh, say, yes. what would you tell people who have missed their chances in this world, and the people who were supposed to be forgiven or where to forgive the person, they are in some other world. How oh. does that work? <laughs> If you don't have a medium around to like to connect you, um, they don't even know that they need a medium. They are just alone. <laughs> I, you know, Archbishop Desmond Tutu from South Africa talks about this a lot, and I or talk spoke about this a lot. And I guess he's passed now, and and it's about it goes back to kindness and compassion for that person. Um, I think there are many ways, or a couple different ways to help with that right like i think therapy can be amazing but there's also other methods where you role play with someone and they pretend to be the person who's passed and you say what you need to say and then 
hopefully it's someone you trust and support and will support you no matter what, and they can help. I do believe it's, it's also about knowing that usually, I would say more often than not, people do the best they can given the lives that they led, you know? So having that compassion or finding that compassion could take years, um, but it is doable. And then I would also say, or find a, find a psychic or a medium or someone to help with that. I mean, I have in one session, I have helped people let go of shame that they've been holding on for 20 or 25 years, just because of something that I said, or, or a couple things that I've said as an interpreter, essentially from the other side. Um, I'm still thinking, uh, I'm listening to um, about other ways that you can, that can help you forgive someone who's passed over, who's done you wrong. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. It's tough. Um, but there are ways. There are definitely, definitely ways. With this new AI now out, it might be really interesting to type in, how do you forgive someone who's passed, who's crossed over? That would be amazing. I'm going to do that right after this. <laughs> Chat GPT? I'm sorry? Chat GPT, that's the new yes, AI thing. Yes, yes, yes. It's up on my laptop right now. Yeah. Okay. It would be interesting to see what that says. Yes, yes. But then, but then they would need to have that, you know, that feeling, the human feeling. Exactly. So they can answer many of the things. But, uh, but the way you pronounce it, big sentient or sentient, that will take a bit of time. The day they become, then it will be, it will. I don't know, that will be a great day or a not so great day for yeah. us because it can be dangerous also. Yes. But yes. right now, talking about healing, uh, said is yes. that how does a psychic medium come in and what can a person expect out of that experience of, you know, getting healed by a psychic medium. Is there something much more, uh, con much concrete that they can expect? What do you do with, uh, how do you help people who pass through such experiences, who sure. want to be healed forever? Well, I help people heal in like four ways, I would say. So one is the intuitive business coaching. So we take business examples and we learn and to heal their past. The second way is energy healing, right? So it's akin to Reiki, um, but I can literally help people heal their headaches or heal something that like pains that are going on. So like, like physical healing. Um, the third way is what I, I call intuitive readings. So we talk about people's not-so-distant past, the present, and the not-so-distant future. And we talk about what's going on in their life. And we talk about it from a way that I sense and feel more than they can. And I sense and feel more what's going on. And I receive information in many different ways. And it's always what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. And sometimes, like a couple of days ago, I was in a reading. And I, I, we were talking about this woman's word for the year of 2023. And I kept hearing happy medium, happy medium, not having nothing to do with psychic medium. And when I said that to her, this is what I'm hearing. She started crying and she's like, yes, that's exactly what I need in my life right now. It's because whoever I talk to, whether it be angels or spirit guides or whatever you believe in the universe, God, Allah, I believe that they know way more than we do. And they know what you need to hear. And sometimes Hopefully, I, as an interpreter, I can say and listen well enough to 
reflect and express what they're saying. Uh, and the fourth way of healing is psychic mediumship, right? So it's when I'm connecting with a loved one that's crossed over, whether it be animal or human. It's a little bit more challenging. Um, I'm listening to them and receiving information from them. But for example, what I was talking about earlier is healing 20 years of shame. A lot of people, a lot of people who've crossed over don't want their family members to remember them on their deathbed, like if they're dying in a hospital. So they'll wait until either the person leaves the room. I mean, I've heard this so many times. And all I had to say was she didn't want to die with you in the room. She wanted to die on her own terms and like, didn't want you to see her that way. Even though the daughter really wanted that, the mother did not want that. And when I said that to her, you could see like the, the shame and guilt and of just leaving for, she just left for like 15 minutes. You can see it literally melt off of her face and her heart and her mind, body, and soul. And it was really beautiful. Now, does that happen every time? No, but I hope it does. <laughs> like it's my secret wish is for everyone to have those aha moments where they let go of so much emotion and so much pain. Um, and, and by the way, like in, in, a, in a mediumship reading and an intuitive reading, we laugh, we cry, we laugh, we joke, we get serious, we don't get serious. We, I mean, it's because life is all emotions together. And just because someone passes doesn't mean their essence also just disintegrates. So usually I can feel their essence. Like sometimes I start swearing. I'm not a swear. I'm not usually a swear, a person who swears or cusses, but sometimes I'm talking to these people and all they're doing is swearing. And then I'm like, I don't really usually swear this much. Is this because they're like, Oh my God, this person swear, swore all the time. So I pick up their essence um, when we're doing readings and we can talk about, we can talk about, facts from their past we can talk about what's going on now we can even talk a little bit about the future and it, it, this might be tmi but sometimes if we're doing like an intuitive and a mediumship reading the the family members or loved ones will stick around because they have things that they want people to know and they want their their voices and opinions to be heard and those are just really fun times right Sometimes as a psychic medium, do you wonder what we human beings are? I mean, sometimes life can be so simple and sometimes it can be so full of everything. Uh, so many wires and wires and cross wires passing through every aspect of our life. And then you need to untangle them. Why is it so? Are we, uh, can't, isn't there a simple way of living life and you know, some people chase happiness every morning, day, night. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to be happy until I guess that might need a healing in its own way. How do you look at as the human psyche as a psychic media? How do you look at it? Oh, incredible question. I think that because I've been obsessed with death and loss and and for so long, I've learned so much about life and what I've learned is the purpose of life is to live and to find as much joy as possible. I believe that by essence, yes, life can and should be simple, but where would the fun be in that if we just led simple lives? Um, and our, our journey and our challenge is to, is to get through the good times and bad times and, live to enjoy another day 
So I feel like I often think about this, as you can tell, I do think about this a lot. Um, and, you know, they, the, on the other side, they make it so sound so simple. And I'm like, you don't live, a, you haven't lived a human experience or it's been a long time. It's tough down here. It's tough down here. Um, I also think there are people that love drama and love to complicate things even more. And again, that's some healing that they need to go through. However, I do believe again that the, that the purpose of life is to live and to find joy as much as possible. Right. Tell us about your books, Sit, Smile from the Inside, From Grief to Grace, and Finn and the Ferocious. Sure. So how do you, how do people get it? Where do they get it? And how do people connect with you? Those who want to, you know, connect with you and get your help. Sure. So Smile from the Inside it, it is my five-step method, right? They can do that if we can find it on Amazon um, or you can look me up at IamSethElliot.com, one L, one T, so IamSethElliot.com. Um, but you can find Smile from the Inside on Amazon in almost every country and almost every country, I say. And then From Grief to Grace is the Grace Method. Um, again, can be found on Amazon. And then Finn and the Ferocious Flu is my first children's book uh, in a series of, it's called the Smile from the Inside Adventure series. And it's the first book about um, a lovely family <clears throat> in a fictitious pandemic and how the family navigates said pandemic. Yes, of course, it was inspired by, inspired by COVID. Um, but every book that's coming, I have another book, that's another children's book that's coming out in the next couple of months called Scout and the Serious Split. Uh, every book is going to tackle a taboo subject for children and also going to uh, have an LGBTQ plus um, focus or, or backdrop, if you will. Um, because it's, I want to discuss, the books are set up to discuss with your families what's going on in the book afterwards and the emotions. And each book is also in the smile method. So you like each page talks about, okay, this is shock. This is mock acceptance. This isn't overwhelmed and this is learning. So the book takes you on a journey in several different ways. And I really hope it, um, people can discuss it everywhere. So that's, they're both, uh, so sorry, uh, amazon.com as well. Um, and all the books are also available on BN, like barnesandnoble.com, bn.com. And then, I mean, if you do a search for it, you can probably find it within your country. Um, I know that South Africa is a little challenging to get it, but but you can still find it or find them. Right, right. My last question to you, yes. Sid, is, you know, is that playing so many roles as intuitive leadership expert, healer, reframer, smilologist, spiritual consultant, HR advisor, you know, life and death expert, psychic, how, as an individual, how do you separate so many roles that you play in your day-to-day -day life and separate yourself from those? Because so many people play those roles in their lives. There's so many things. How do you manage to do that? Because your brain is just one. And you've got to put so many things at the same time. It's like chat GPT. You put so many things, but it's a, it's a computer. How do you do as an individual separate all the answers to for everybody else and your own answers and questions to yourself? How do you do that and live your life 
it's all me. It's all part of me. Just like being LGBTQ is is part of me. Just like being Jewish is part of me. Just like being an Angelino, someone you know who lives in Los Angeles. It's all parts of me, um, and it all makes up this incredibly unique individual. I think at the end of the day, and I. Logistically speaking, if I'm in an HR meeting, my mind is pretty focused on HR. Um, do I listen for other things and receive information? Absolutely. But I, I know sometimes that's not going to help. Um, but I strive to I strive to actually kind of leave HR behind sooner than later and really focus on my genius, I think, which is these intuitive gifts and psychic gifts that I've been given to really help change the world. Um so I think my parents always say that they were like balloons, but in the air, like all these different roles that I want to play. But now they see them as like all parts of me. Does that answer your question? It does. That was it a does. tough question. I know, I know. There is no right and wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's always right. It's about, about the individual. And as, as you said, it's about you. And everybody must keep on trying to find themselves about the issues that, you know, that stops them, that takes them forward and keeps them happy. On this note, said it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. I've so enjoyed myself. <laughs>